and welcome to another bullet-filled episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. And I'm Caelan Burroughs. And we have just come from the cinema. We have watched the remake of Death Wish, starring Bruce Willis and a bunch of other people you've never heard of. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty much it. I mean, there's some faces you might recognise. Yeah. Good to see Elizabeth Shue still alive. Yeah. She, you know, for now. This I gotta tell you, this was a much darker version of Adventures and Babysitting. Yeah, it's not the same. No, it's it's very different. Yeah. Um, yeah, doesn't really have the same happy ending you would think. No, yeah. that one. Also, <laughs> you know, not not a lot of people, as many people wishing for death as I thought. Yeah, no, it title. was a very um, contained, you know, yeah, revenge thriller, I guess. Mm. Um, so yeah, so this is the remake of Death Wish. Uh, which originally starred, what's his name, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson from 1972, I believe. Yeah, right. So that was, I mean, this one basically and, follows the same... And loosely based on a book, from yeah. what I understand. Who knew? And, uh, yeah, it sort of follows the same thing, uh, you know, uh, names were changed to protect the innocent. Uh, no, not really. Uh, the job was changed. Yeah. So it's in the original, he's an architect. In this one, he is a doctor. Right, a he's surgeon. a surgeon. Yeah. And uh, in the original, he actually was combat a combat medic, right? And is you know he knew how to use guns previously, yeah. And in this one, there's none of that. He's very passive until yeah. he's until he's not, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's a cold blooded killer, yeah. <laughs> so it does take a very weird turn. We uh, <laughs> we we did go into it expecting you know Die Hard Six, yeah. And actually, it wasn't it wasn't really like that at all. No, it really wasn't. Um. Uh, it was more Die Hard 6 than Die Hard 5. Uh, yes. So, you know, that. there's that, in if the you were wondering. In the sense that Bruce Willis is unkillable. That's, <laughs> yes, that's also that's true. What it is. So, um, I, all right. So, um, how do you want to do this? This is a weird one because it's very, it's it's so straightforward and I don't really feel like anybody's going to care about, there's not a whole lot to spoil, really. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is especially there. because it's a remake and it does deviate a little bit from the original. But I guess, you know, in case you've never seen the original, maybe we should still keep it the way we usually all do right, it. So, all right. uh, so I mean, really, all we can say from the plot then is what you've already seen in the trailer. Yeah, that's the plot. <laughs> his, that, that is absolutely the plot. His his wife's murdered. His daughter is injured. In a coma, yeah, and he decides to fucking kill all uh, to get revenge. <laughs> yeah, they pushed him to the breaking point. <laughs> well, and it does, you know, it, it does a bit. I guess we should talk about this a little bit because the film, uh, you know, plot-wise and just the way it's done, it feels very ill-timed for what's going on yeah. in a, in America right now. Um, you know, and I don't know. Clearly, this was not done on purpose. It's not meant to be ill-timed it's just a film that happens to yeah. you know match the climate it of just, today it just happens to be the world we live in right yeah, now no it does it does and it's you know it's kind of unfortunate but then at the same time it's almost impossible to separate it from yeah. you know politics and it's you know how you feel about guns and, and this film can't seem to make up its mind yeah, either it so definitely struggles with its identity on where it stands right. on the point and i mean i understand when they're showing, like, especially the media, yeah, you know, when the first vigilante thing happens and the media is split down the middle, because that's that's how it would be. Yeah, right. You'd have your, your pro and your con, uh, you know, that are against it and all that. But um, this really, like, all throughout, even our, even our main hero is sort of, like, back and forth. And yeah, it's very weird. It's, it, it's like, pro-gun, but then it's not at the same time. And it's... Uh, they're trying to get both, and you just can't. And... 
I don't think we would really care too much if it wasn't for where we are right now in yeah. our current political climate. Um, I think that really influences how and even, how we kind of feel about it, I guess. Even if they had focused less on on the world, I guess. Yes. Because that's the thing. It takes place in Chicago and it's, you know, they're trying to make it very real, showing like on the news reports of like this many people shot over the weekend and this many right, people killed, right. this, that, and the other thing. So they're trying to bring this like real life thing to it. Now, I feel like for, for what you're going for, like the original Death Wish was in a different time. You yeah. know, that's what was so popular and they made five of them. Five of them. And and wanted to make a six, so they went bankrupt. So <laughs> crazy. Uh, a lot of people had death wishes. Um, I think it didn't, I, I feel like at one point they play that they play like all five death wishes in a row on Thanksgiving. Nonetheless, they just. Oh, is that a thing? I think it's a thing, or at least it was at one point where you could just watch the whole series. On it seems TV. like a really morbid. Uh, it does Thanksgiving Day marathon. <laughs> What would you but, do for your family, Kaylin? But then again, I mean, you know, it's not no different than, I guess, watching a Twilight Zone marathon. I guess it's so, true, yeah. So, you know, to each his own. Whatever. Go Breitbart. Yeah, what's going to um, kill time? So <laughs> And you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah because, because they ground it in this sort of reality, right. it, it sort of does make it a bit awkward. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, because the whole backdrop is how much guns are damaging Chicago and all the gun violence and all of those things. But then they do this whole thing of like, well, you got to be a good guy with a gun and just take out as many people as you can. And it's like, well, that doesn't really fit with what you're trying to not. Okay. All right. You know what? Yeah. Fine. Bruce, you just go on kill people. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because, because they're so big on that, it has you, you're, you're thinking about it the whole time. Right. So instead of just being able to shut your brain down yeah, and right. enjoy the senseless violence that's going on, you, you're going, well, sh- should he really yeah. be doing this? Yeah, and it, again, it just it feels so ill-timed, and it's you can't really fault the movie for this. Um, yeah. You just can't. It, I mean, it, there's, it's, it, it's already had, it had two release dates pushed back. Because of what was going on in, yeah. you know, America today. And this one, it, at some point, they've just got to release the film. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, so... Can't uh, just let it sit forever. Right? Yeah. I mean, you can. But... I mean, you, you could. But, you know... I'm people, sure Bruce got paid. People want to see the... Oh, yeah, but it, it is Bruce. So I, yeah. nothing was going to stop this movie from coming out. From what I understand about him, yeah, yeah. it was coming out no matter what. <laughs> um, whether he had to bring an actual gun to make sure. Right. He's bringing guns to the set. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, just recently, the whole the, all these mass shootings in schools, and now you right. got the president being like, hey, let's have teachers have guns. Yeah. And this sort of falls into that same thing where it's like, no, because, I mean... <laughs> Well, and they do so politically charged. Yeah, we'll talk about this too more when we get to spoilers too, because there was one thing that happened in this film, and I was like, "Why aren't we talking about this more?" Like, this is important. Um, Yeah, but it's 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 unfortunate because I I don't really want to have to think about those things when I go see this because when I'm not focused on that, it really is Bruce Willis just you know taking out bad guys. And, you know, trying to get revenge for his family. At the very heart of it, it is just a basic revenge flick. Um, There are moments where it does kind of, you know, satire itself. And he says little cheesy one-liners when he makes a good kill. Uh, And and that should be fun. (laughs) You know what I mean? You should enjoy that. Um, Instead of having to focus on the moral dilemma. Because (laughs) if I wanted that, I would would just turn on the news. Yeah, right. I don't need the news report. Movies are escaping. Yeah, right. Unless you're watching it documentary or a docudrama or a biopic 
But everything else. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess casting. Um, sure. Bruce, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is, you know. He's Bruce Willis. He's he's Bruce. He's John McClane. <laughs> yeah. This is what John McClane does when he's not a cop. He's actually yeah. a surgeon who also kills people on the streets. Yeah. And he still has that very stoic face. Yeah. They try in a couple places when he's with the family to have him, like, smile. And I'm sure that was probably like pulling teeth on set. <laughs> Bruce, just no, no, turn it, turn it upside down. Turn the, no, all right. He's, he does, he's got a gun, everyone. He, he does kind of look like a man who's just miserable all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's fine after you know your wife is dead. I, I get that. Yeah. That's okay. But he starts but, off that way. Yeah, he starts off that way, and it's it's weird. And uh, I knew this is one of those where yeah, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait for spoilers. But there's some, there's many things. That it, that bothered me, and not even just the political stuff, right. just little details here and there that you're like, why would anyone do that? Yes, uh, so. yes. there were a number of things like that where I was like, yeah, no, that doesn't happen uh, at all, anywhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. he really is the main focus of the film. Yeah, uh, there's you know, Vincent, there's a cameo Vincent by Vin- is... Vincent Delforno is in it. Um, it's very but, easy to say, you know. I know, but I like backing it up. I like it a lot. It's the it's the best thing to do. It's my favorite. Every time he's in a film, I feel like I just want to say his name wrong. Yeah, um, and you do. So. <laughs> but no, he's you know he's a weird character in this film because he typically he he tends to play bad guys or villains of some kind. Even when he's even when he's not outright a villain, he's he's always kind of that on the fence character. Yeah. And in this one, it seemed like such a simple character for him to play you know what i mean i don't know he felt weird in that role yeah, for so me. he's he's bruce willis's brother right in, in the film and he i mean he's he's very good yeah in in everything that he, he does in the film there, there was a point where early on when the family is attacked and he's the one that's all like you know fuck the police yeah um and it but in the back of my mind i was like this is real this is the real wilson fisk backstory right here <laughs> This is what causes his turn. He's like, this city's too fucking violent. I'm moving to New York and I'm going to run my own town. That's that's what I thought. That's, I honestly thought that he was he was involved in it somehow. Mm. That you know, because he he starts out as you know he needs you know, money. And... They they did sort of they did sort of lead you to that, right? But the only, for me, when as soon as the valet showed up. And was eavesdropping on the conversation. At that point, I was like, oh, no, he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I almost wanted it to be that way. <laughs> so they get have a fight. Yeah. But he just, honestly, he felt, he was great, but he felt very miscast. It, yeah. it was like, he doesn't have a whole lot to do. Yeah, it wasn't a know? big part. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Elizabeth Shue, blink and you miss her. Yeah. Sort of thing. She is in the film. Yes. I promise. Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, and then uh, Dean Norris, who you recognize from Breaking Bad and... A cop and thousands just, of other things. Just playing a cop. He's just playing a cop, yeah. Um, and then everybody else, I think, is unrecognizable, yeah? Yeah, I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't really recognize any of them. Yeah, all the all the villains are just, you know... No, I don't even recognize the, the girl who played his daughter. Oh, I don't think she's anybody, Camilla, really. Camilla... Um, Camilla Mor- Moroni? 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 Yeah. Moroni? Yeah. Yeah, no, she, 
on the filmography, it just says Death Wish. First film. <laughs> and she gets to play a coma patient. What a real treat. <laughs> Lucky you. <What> absolute treat. <laughs> All right, look, we've got a role for you. Um, doesn't have a lot of speaking lines, but you're very important to the plot. How are you at having a, a tube down your throat? <laughs> no, it's going to look great. People are going to love it. Uh, right, yeah, I mean, everyone did fine. I yeah, mean, no, and honestly, again, it, it's that that ill-timed placement that really takes you out of this yeah. film. And actually, uh, I will say the the moment with the, with the daughter, the, the, when she wakes up, yeah. and they have that little moment where she's like, where's mom? Right. That actually, that got me a little it, bit. You know, and she, she really brought it in that yeah, one no, scene. She She's like, it's my only did. scene. I'm going to make it count. I'm going to milk this. I've been asleep the whole time. Um, no, it, the, and, you know, as much as we kind of shit on, you know, his, his face as being stoic, uh, he does emote here. He does cry. He does cry, and it seems legitimate. And, you know, he's, um, yeah, I thought all the stuff with his family around that, it, it's done very well. Yeah. And you do feel emotionally connected, and you get why he's a man, you know, kind of pushed to the brink. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it, I thought everybody did fine. Um, uh, action? Yeah. I had no idea it was directed by Eli Roth until the film yeah. ended, and then I was like, oh, as soon as we all saw of it, this makes sense yeah. now. Like, yeah, okay, that's that's why everything was so graphic. <laughs> it is, and I mean, gruesome. And extreme. I mean, look, we, we watched a couple of Jason Statham films, right, where the fight scenes are brutal, and when you see a hit, you're like, yeah, that was a dead stuntman right there. <laughs> this had nothing, or that yeah, had nothing no. on this. And I've actually seen most of Eli Roth's work, and yeah. I actually think this is probably some of the most violent because of the realism that it's rooted in. So, you know, I've seen, you know, Hostel, I've seen Hostel Part 2, I've seen Cabin Fever, I've seen The Green Inferno, I've seen all of them. All the ones where he's like, no, this is it, I'm going to shock the shit out of you. And all of it's kind of like, well, yeah, this is gory for the sake of gore, but this is like, this is just fucking graphic. Yeah. Like, there were scenes where I, I cringed, I was curled up in the ball a bit like yeah that torture scene with the sky oh jesus you, you're just like no it's it's brutal yeah. it, the, the action in this movie is whew. Yeah. yeah and it's not i mean it really isn't uh it you know we, the trailer sort of builds it up more like it's going to be like die hard with with more action right and there's not so much a lot of action yeah and the action that is there is more gunplay it's not yeah you it's a lot of gunplay. It's not him yeah. fighting or anything like that. Um, but you know, it's yeah. They yeah they they show they show some stuff. Yeah, yeah. It gets it gets rough. Um, and it you know there's a lot of oh there's a lot of that. So you know I yeah. I thought the action was done very well. Look, and it, as graphic as it was, any time one of the the bad guys gets his comeuppance, yeah, you're like okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's hard still, not to be excited. Yeah, <laughs> I think they, I think we cheered at one of them. We I did. Think, yeah, I think there was a cheer for that. I feel the the car. I want to say was it the car one? I, I it... cheered with the car, but we also the the final one. Yes, that's, yes, that like, one was great. <laughs> yeah, so nah, it, that it was also done. it paid off a, a sort of joke that was early yes, on. Yes, that's right. So yes, it, it was, did. It was really nice. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but just you know, it's. I will tell you, it is not for the faint of heart. So if you are going to this film and you're like cool i'm gonna watch some some fun bang bang shoot him up just brace yourself like it it goes beyond john wick like it's and while they are similar in plot uh you know to the original if you're going in thinking oh i wonder what they did i I imagine they're very different films 
Yes. You know, so there you go. Yeah. Just just be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, so shall we shall we rate it? Yeah. All right. I I'm going to give it three point five out of five unnecessary headshots by Bruce Willis. All right. Uh, 3.5, really. You know what? Here's the thing. If I can take out all of the political mumbo-jumbo and all of the climate... If I can just... If I could strip it down and just watch it as a revenge thriller that it is supposed to be, it is a very enjoyable revenge thriller. Yeah. And it falls victim to the climate and the time that it's in. So if I can remove that, then, yeah, I actually Maybe really enjoyed the yeah. film. Yeah. All right, well, I'm actually I'm going a bit lower than that because okay. it is, you know, I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, the political stuff, it it, it does bother me on this, just in the sense of like, you know, hey, this is it's too real. Stop it. <laughs> but, um, but also, it's not one that I really could see myself watching again. I agree. I and, agree. And so while I enjoyed it on first viewing, I'm giving it three out of five bits of brain matter scattered about the place. <laughs> That, I'm serious. I've never seen My so God, much a lot. brains yeah. in a film, and that's like including zombie flicks. There were so many people yeah. just brain matter shot out of it, their head or dropped. It's amazing. Just... I, I guarantee you, Keanu Reeves is watching this and going, "We need more of this in John Wick Three. We absolutely need yeah. more of this." <laughs> so yeah, all right. Oh, so uh, next up is spoilers. Yeah. So, so you know, take your breakfast. Yeah. Um, so I can't believe Bruce Willis was a lady the whole time. I um, thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the main bad guy, Haley Joel Osment. Who knew? That no. Bastard kid. No. No. That's that's all of that's bollocks. Yeah, no, uh, none of that happened. Sorry. So. <laughs> um. Right. So, where do we start with spoilers? Yeah. Um. Okay. So here's here's one of the problems I had early on. So. Uh, when they, they're having lunch and it's apparently his birthday, I think Bruce Willis's birthday and they're planning to go to dinner and, uh, they're outside getting the cars with the valet and they mention they're going to dinner that night or on Wednesday or something like that yeah, at yeah. a time. And the valet then gets in their car and gets their address off the navigation. So also fuck valets. Don't. <laughs> Don't put your personal information in your vehicles. Right. Because they can steal it and go home and murder your family. Uh, just, <laughs> that is the moral of the it story. Really is. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Don't trust ballets. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so we already know. We're like, oh shit, that's what's going to happen. How are they going to separate them? Because, you know, they're supposed to be out. Obviously, the robbery is supposed to take place. Yeah, gone. right. So he gets, as a doctor, he gets called in. Yeah. And so they don't go to dinner. The the wife and the daughter go to the store to pick up some stuff to make a cake. And when they come back, the house is being robbed. Now, obviously, the I guess the bandits heard them entering, and so they all hide. Right. And then strike. Um, so when they capture them, and <laughs> the, he, there's three bandits, and one of them hands off the girl to the two, and he's like, tie her up. No fucking games. Right. <laughs> So, which alludes to the fact that he knows that one of these likes to play games. <laughs> so. But, but then, my favorite part about that is they're like, no fucking games. And then he like tries it, and then he's like, hey, he said no fucking games. All right, I'm going to go fuck off. You stay yeah. here and behave yourself. Yeah. But no. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll look, hey, look, I'll hold her. You go find some rope. <laughs> You're not going to fucking play any games, are you? 
nope, nope. Nope, I'm straight. I'm all gamed out today. So, but, so the main one's like, tie her up. Those are his his instructions. Yeah. And they don't at first. The one who likes to play games pulls out a knife and is like, oh, I'm going to play games. And then, <laughs> and then the, the other one's like, hey, knock it off. And so he takes his knife that he just pulled out and sets it on the counter, which doesn't make any fucking sense, but whatever. Then he pulls out a gun and then he tells the other guy to get rope. So he starts searching the kitchen <laughs> for rope. <coughs> Leading to the dumbest question I've ever heard a bad guy ask someone they have captive. Where's your fucking rope at? <laughs> like, they just keep rope in the kitchen. Yeah. And then he fucks off to find it. Right. And then the other one In starts, the garage, where, yeah. you know, you would normally start looking yeah. for rope. Also, the rope he brings back looks like the kind of rope that, I don't know, burglars might bring with them. It was, like, black. <laughs> well, no one was supposed to be home. You know, repelling rope. It I was, know. yeah. I don't know so, what they do, but, yeah. you know. They don't look like the type to go rock climbing, yeah. but what, what do I know? Um, <laughs> so, in the meantime, the one who likes to play games... <laughs> Starts, starts playing more games. He starts feeling a bit rapey. And, uh, <laughs> Which we knew was going to happen. Yeah. As soon as he was like, oh, go check the garage. I was like, oh, yeah, just leave this open for yeah. shit. Yeah, it's like, how did you not see this coming? Yeah. You had to tell him twice that's, to not play games. Yeah, that's when you be like, no, I'll hold it. You go get the You rope. go find the fucking rope. <laughs> you know, and get your rocks off in the garage while you're at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, whatever you need to do. Is. So he's a picture or something. Just yeah. get the fuck out of here. So he's starting to get rapey. The other one comes back with the rope and they start having a tussle, you know, because the one's like, hey, knock it off. <laughs> That's It's not this kind of party. His exact words. Yeah, no, his exact words. And uh, and meantime, the other one's upstairs with the mom trying to get it open the safe. She does so. They come back down after, because I think, doesn't the girl grab... Well, oh, she, so what happens is while they're arguing, she grabs the knife that he so stupidly put on the counter yeah. right by her before they tie her up. He grabs the knife and she cuts his face. Yeah, the, the rapey one. The rapey one. Well deserved. Um, but she cuts his face and then he takes his mask off because he's been he's been cut. Yeah. And then, um, you that, know, they throw then... it they throw it down to the ground and yeah. then the, the wife comes down and she's like, you said you wouldn't hurt her. And then she... Grabs boiling water and throws it on the face of the guy who just got cut. So he got double double trouble yeah. for being a dick. Um, but but it's, at, it's at that point that the lead bandit, who we still don't know who he is. Right. We like, don't know who any of them are. He's just like, point. fuck yeah. it. And then the cuts yeah. the outside and two gunshots. Yeah. And, and lo and behold, uh, exit stage left Elizabeth's shoe. <laughs> Goodbye, Elizabeth. We'll miss you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, a couple of things that it, this film does, again, like we were talking about, you know, they do this whole thing where they have this huge debate about, you know, oh, you know, should he, should he or shouldn't he, should we be a, should we believe in a vigilante? Also, if everybody knows you were looking for a man with a hoodie, you should probably change your get up a bit. Yeah, just, he doesn't, he doesn't just, ever do that. Yeah, that's not even what I was going to say, but that just yeah. brought it to my attention, like, but after if, your first one. Yeah, citywide, it's on the internet, everyone's looking for a white male in a hoodie, and he rolls up to every place he's going to commit vigilantism yeah. in a hoodie. My favorite is the next day he rolls up, or like two days later, he rolls up in broad fucking daylight, 
with a hoodie. Like, yeah. no one can yeah. see him. And keep in mind, he's already been coined the Grim Reaper at this point. Yeah. I'm sure n- there has to be no one in Chicago that doesn't fucking know about this at this point. Yeah. And he walks up to this drug dealer on the street and is just like, are you such and such? And while the guy's like, who the fuck are you? But pull- and pulls a gun out to be cautious. I feel like that's a shoot first, ask questions <laughs> yeah, later right, sort of situation. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, white dude in a hoodie in the hood. Bang, bang. Like, yeah. that's... That's how you would solve this problem, I no. feel like. Um, and the most ridiculous offense is in the... There's a nightclub scene, so... Oh, get the fuck he, out! So, when we get down to the last of the bandits, that apparently he has Paul's cell number and calls him. Yeah. And is like, you better come meet me or I'm going to tell the police where you were. So, Paul meets him at this nightclub in a hoodie. <laughs> Again, and this is this is well beyond. He's killed like what four, five, six people at this point. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a there's a manhunt out. Yeah. There ain't no fucking way yeah. any and, bouncer is letting <clears throat> any white man in a hoodie into yeah. a nightclub. And I think they already suspect him at this point. The police do, right? He's already uh, on their radar, or they've at least suspect his brother. They, yeah, they suspect his so brother. So they're, they're closing in at some yeah. point. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. Yeah. But then, as you pointed out, yeah, what's not allowed in nightclubs? Fucking guns! <laughs> no one is allowed in the club with a gun. Yeah, ever. No. That's not a thing. Yeah, a lot of them have metal detectors now. Yeah, it's just sort it's, of. It's a just thing. not a thing. It's if you're going to shoot someone at the club, you wait till the club closes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's when you have your shoot. It didn't make any fucking sense. No. They have a whole shootout in the bathroom of this club, and I'm just like, no, that doesn't go down at the disco. I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. No, it's it, it was it was a weird scene. Th- those were the sort of action movie things where you're like, no, this wouldn't happen. Right. Yeah. You know. At least but... in John Wick, John is like, hey, I won't kill you. And the bouncer's like, all right, go ahead. And then yeah. that's how John gets in with a gun. Yeah. But no, but not no, like not not here. Apparently, they don't check for those yeah. in Chicago. No, um, no, but none of that is what I wanted to say. <laughs> so, like you had pointed out, yes, all of fucking Chicago knows who this guy is. Not who he is, but they all know yeah. about the Grim Reaper. It's on every talk radio. So there's nobody that doesn't know who this guy is, right? And they do this thing where they tried to they they show a, a clip of uh, a guy in a hoodie, and he goes, "Hey." And he's stopping a, a rape or something like that. And that guy ends up getting shot and he ends up getting killed. So this whole thing is to point out, oh, if you're going to be the Grim Reaper, what's to stop everyone from being the Grim Reaper yeah. and everyone being a vigilante? Oh, because you're going to fucking die. That's why. And then they never address it again. And that's no. kind of where this huge imbalance of just tone and message and theme of what they're trying to do is like why even show that in the first place no there's so many messages scattered throughout like when paul originally goes to the gun shop and he's looking at all the guns and he's like oh it must be difficult to get one of these and the girl goes on this whole spiel about no it's this 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 and then oh and you just got to take this class nobody fails (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) and so it really is there's all these political messages like thrown in so weird because you you watch that scene right that exact scene and you're like oh yeah they're trying to make a statement about how easy it is to get a gun and how we should all make stronger gun laws but then they're like no, you should buy as yeah. many guns as you fucking need but, to protect your family. And they're like, wait! And also, the fucking convenience of this whole situation. So he goes to the gun store, and then he's like, 
let me think about it. I'll come back. The next scene is he's at the hospital doing his job. And a, a, a guy gets brought in with gunshot wounds. And as they're wheeling him in, uh, a gun falls out that no one else sees. Sees or hears. No. And Paul just sort of kicks it under the table. The, you know, the, the, the gurney or whatever. And then, again, somehow collects it and tucks it away with no one else noticing as they're wheeling this guy out. So yeah. now he's got a gun that's unlicensed. I feel like he does a lot of that stuff at the hospital, though. It's He's basically the Grey's Anatomy of the hospital, where he can do whatever the fuck yeah. he wants, apparently. Yeah, taking fucking medications and yeah, shit he, to he goes, Yeah, he takes medication, he takes a Glock off a patient, he takes his watch back, he... All his, <laughs> all his hoodies. All his hoodies. <laughs> Come from like disposable. Yeah, like, he's taking phones, phones from the ambulance. Like he's doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and no it's, one's ever like, uh, "Excuse me, doctor, what are you doing here? What do you th- this is the, you, this is an ambulance. You, you don't need to be here. You're you're upstairs. You should be in surgery." Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of things like that that just don't fucking add up. What, um, what I like to imagine, right? So there's the 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 first time he actually commits the vigilantism. It's sort of a like, he kind of goes out looking for it, but it's, when it happens, it's more accidental. Right. Sort of, he stumbles upon a, uh, upon a carjacking, and he, uh, they open fire on him when he's like, hey, knock it off. And then, <laughs> and then he shoots back, causes a car accident, and he kills both guys. Like, he fucking executes one of yes, them. Yes, no, it, and that's, it's, it's so, again, it goes back to that theme and that tone of it, because... Not, so he fires on this car, right? And he hurts himself by doing it because he's not holding the gun properly. So it kicks back and it cuts his, cuts his hand. And he, uh, so he, he almost kills one of them. The, the carjacker in the passenger seat gets out and starts, you know, walking towards him. And, uh, he ends up, you know, shooting that guy down and he's still alive while he's lying on the floor. And he fucking walks up over him, stands over him and just without a moment, just, yeah. Straight to the head. Not even so much as a how's your father. He just fucking <laughs> shoots him in the head. No, no. I was, so not in the head. In the, oh, yeah. In, in the, the chest. In the heart. Yeah. But you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Just for your first one, yeah. mate. And the action the action movie portion of you is like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know. But then, then, like, right after that, they cut to uh, the opposite. So the people that he saved, oh, he's a guardian angel. There was also uh, some lady watching from a window and filming it, and she's like, oh, he's like the Grim Reaper. It was, he just straight up killed that guy. Yeah. So they're trying to already show you both sides of the argument. Right. And again, I, you know, maybe the filmmakers thought they were being provocative, like, oh, we'll let people decide. Much like yeah. the message that the DJ keeps mirroring throughout right. the whole thing, like, is he good? Is he bad? Call in. Let us know. And yeah. Like, are you asking them? Or are you asking us, the audience? <laughs> because I'm undecided right yeah. now. Um, yeah, but I do feel like, you know, if they have take, if they had t- left that in, which would have been fine, I don't mind that kind of debate. Cause they do that even with just your regular vigilantes all the time. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I, I'm okay with that debate, but you can't, you know, try to make half the movie about this side and the other half about this side, because now we don't have an antagonist or a protagonist. We've just got a man with a gun. And that's not really as provocative as I'd want it to be, especially if you're trying to tell a story about a man who's trying to take revenge for his family. Yeah. So that, take all that Chicago bullshit out. Like, just yeah. honestly, just take it and out. It's, it's not necessary. And it's sort of because it's not even it's not even a straightforward revenge film to begin with. Right. Because remember, when he first does it, he gets to a point where the police just they haven't 
you know, there's the one scene where really, really gives you some perspective when he goes to visit the detective. Yes. And the detective has this fucking board on like three different walls yeah. with all these cards pinned up to it. And those are all the open cases. Right. And it's, and the, the cops trying to like explain like, Hey, this is most of these are gang shootings, but some of them aren't and have faith and, yeah. You know, and he's like, he's trying to offer up suggestions. Can I, you know, can I put out a reward or hire a PI? Just what can I do? Yeah. And it's like, hey, just have faith. And, right. and, that, Bruce and that's like, it. No. That's his, yeah, yeah. He, he loses you it. Know, he that. loses faith in the law and decides to take things into his own hands. But it's, again, it's not even about his family at first. He right. just, he has that one moment with the muggers where he's like, I'm going to do something. And then he gets a taste for it. And he gets this little boy. He's oh yeah, that's right. And that's dealer. when he does the ice cream man. And he yeah, just broad daylight goes and guns this guy down. Who are you? Your last customer. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that was one I think yeah. I've shared a bit before. Yeah. That was pretty fun. That was a good one. <laughs> Deep down though, I just want at some point I want this boy at home, right? Remembering the fact like he's watching the news <laughs> and like older white male in a hoodie and then he just gets the picture of the doctor and just like draws like a cartoon hoodie over him and it's like holy shit he said I was gonna be alright and he meant it. Thank you, Grim Reaper. Yeah. So um and then it's it's a sheer accident when uh when the uh it's the the valet. Oh, yeah. So right. the valet gets wheeled into the ER and he recognizes the tattoo this gentleman had on his. He's not really a gentleman. He's a bit of a twat, really. But, uh, he had <laughs> he on did his kind arm. of set the whole thing in motion. Yeah. So, so he recognizes him. He's like, I know this guy. And then he, re- and then he sees his watch yes. on him. And that's when he. Uh, yeah. cl- and that kind clicks. of triggers everything from that point on. Yeah. Now he actually starts hunting down. You know, yeah. the people that, you know, yeah. committed the crime. And but, once that happens, there's no more like he doesn't. He's not going around. You know, pretending he's Batman after that. Yeah, he just, right. He's just strictly right. going after the people who did it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it leads us to uh, the point was very, very interesting, weird turn. I don't, I don't know how the original played out, but uh, after he has the shootout with the last one in the club. Yeah. He he shot that guy. That guy shot him. That guy goes to the hospital, and he the police come to interview him, and he's like, "I know who the Grim Reaper is." And then that's when the police right. They know, but they don't want to uh, arrest him without, like, clear they, Yeah, they want ironclad proof. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to just take it on a word. But it's one of those where it's clear that the bad guy knows who he is. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't know that that's happened. And he doesn't he doesn't really recognize him. Or No, he does. He does. He does. Yeah, he, yeah. Does. he does. He yeah. does later. But he goes back to his, the hospital because his daughter is, has woken up. So he's yeah. going to take her home. While they're leaving... They get into the elevator, go down. The bad guy gets in the elevator with them, and he is just the sleaziest. It's so fucking sleazy. Uh, yeah. Just like, oh, what are you here for? Well, you better, you're going home. I'm going home okay. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where, yeah, once they get out of the elevator and the bad guy stays in, you can see the recognition on both him and Bruce's yeah, face. Yeah, right. Like, I know who you are and I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah. And right. so they go home. Uh, Bruce buys a bunch of guns. And he buys a fucking arsenal. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and basically waits for them to come a calling because yeah. he knows they're going to. He knows to. they're coming back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> there's a, so this payoff that we were talking about. Oh, it's on, great. When he sees the, the television ad for the gun store, it's so ridiculously over the top. And they're talking about this, uh, what was it? 
concealable furniture or whatever. Yeah, it's, like, it's a it's like a desk that if you kick it, it pulls out like yeah. a giant fuck off assault rifle. Yeah, it just pops out. <laughs> yeah, and so he he take there's like three of them that attack the house. He kills two of them. And then the last one gets the drop on him down in the basement. You're like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Yeah. And he's threatening, like, he's like, you, you know, you ever heard someone burned alive? Like, that's yeah. what he's going to do to the daughter. And he fucking kicks the coffee table. And, and this just lays him to waste. Was that automatic? Yeah. It was an automatic <laughs> rifle just fucking lights him up. Yeah. And it's then, pretty fucking crazy. It is. And, of course, you get that ultimate at the end when the police show up. And he's like, yeah, no, they showed up and I had to kill him. <laughs> Yeah, no, all my injuries, all from tonight, all yep, of it. Yep. yep. Yep, no, I bought these guns when my girl yeah. came home. Yep. And it's one of those two where it's weird because, again, they're, they're doing all of this stuff where it's supposed to be so much like real life, but then the moment that the detective immediately knows <laughs> that he's the vigilante, yeah, and he's just like, hey, seems good to me. <laughs> I'm good here. Yeah, no. He's off the hook. Yeah, no, he's good. He said he won't do it anymore. Yeah, just like life. Oh, they with their little metaphorical conversation. Yeah, look at the fuck out of you here. Ever, you ever own a Glock? <laughs> yeah, I did once, but I got rid of it. Oh, yeah, for good? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, and then know. it ends with his daughter going to college like she was supposed to at the beginning. Yep. And, and him finger-gunning someone. So... <laughs> It, it, was a weird it, does, it is a very weird ending. He's, he's leaving and he sees this guy on the street, like, just grab a, a luggage, like a piece of luggage yeah. that isn't his. And he's walking through the street and he just calls to him. He's like, hey. And the guy looks over and then he makes finger guns and like, phew. <laughs> and then it cuts to the credits. I think it's supposed to imply that it's not really over. Uh, yeah. To make it, they want to make uh, five more. Just yeah, I'm sure they do. Them. And look, I, honestly, Bruce is probably up yeah. for it. I don't think um, they are though. No, I don't think they it's gonna absolutely do well. will not. It will not do well. And it's again, it is, it is one of those films that it, it's just so ill-timed. Yeah. When you look, when you've got, when you've got Black Panther up against White Panther, I think Black Panther's gonna <laughs> yeah, win. I think they're gonna the take this office. one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, you know, and the one thing that I regret. I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Was early on to show what a pacifist, uh, pacifist, uh, Bruce is. Yeah. He had his daughter's game, and there's this one guy. Oh like, yeah. He's like yelling obscenities at the girls, and Bruce is like, "Hey, shut up!" And then the guy starts getting physical. Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no! All right, we'll just we'll just go over here." You know. I really, really wanted. I don't know how in what context they would have met up again, but. <laughs> I've almost expected like he's dropping his daughter off at school and this guy's dropping his kid off and he's being a twat right then. <laughs> just to see Bruce just like fucking Liam Neeson throat punch him or something oh, it like that. would have been great. I would have loved it. But we yeah. never get that payoff. Yeah, right. I really wanted something bad to happen to that Yeah, kid. I did too because he was a twat. Yeah. <laughs> he was a twat. He deserved to come up and... Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean... It was entertaining. It's just, yeah. it, it, it suffers from sort of an identity crisis. Yeah, it does. It suffers from an identity crisis, and then it also suffers from just when when it is released and, and the climate we're in now. It's just not, it's not the type of movie that can really do well uh, mm-hmm. with where we are. It, it just, it can't, it's impossible. Yeah. Um, I, no matter which way it leaned, you know, obviously it broke down and had no idea where it wanted to go, but, yeah, you know, it, whichever side you lean on, it's going to... It's just going to cause a, a yeah. ruckus. Because I do. You, your people that are pro-gun are going to be 
offended at the anti-gun part of it and the other people are going to be offended the other way around. Although I feel like it's probably going to offend people that are anti-gun more than anything. Yeah, I, I think so too. Because it does lean a little bit. Ultimately, he does get away with it. He does get away with it, yeah. Right. So yeah. he does become Batman at the end. <laughs> Batman and, with a gun. Yeah. Essentially. And, and a hoodie. So, no baddies. So, so Batman from Batman v Superman. <laughs> yes, right, that one. He the one that one. The, he, the Batman who shall not be named. Yeah. In fact, hey, DC, I hear Affleck wants out, so... Well, there you go. There you go. No, he's racked just, up half the kills. Just, just fast forward a few years, make even older Batman. <laughs> i got to say, with that squeaky clean dome of his, he'll fit really nicely in that cowl. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll go great. It'll go on and off really yeah. easy between takes. Yeah, like a dick in a condom. It'll just... <laughs> Probably not what you want to picture when you're thinking about it. No, that, it but... is not. But now I can't stop seeing Bruce Willis's head go inside a condom. I'm sorry. It's you have ruined my life, Caleb. Safety first. You have ruined my life. <laughs> All right, let's end this fucking thing. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just say you got a death wish now. <laughs> yeah, I think I do have a death wish. I'm gonna go buy a gun. <laughs> Alright, I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burroughs. And we will see you after the next film. Mm-hmm.